Hello everyone and welcome to episode 365 of the MTG Goldfish podcast. I'm Seth, probably better known as Saffron Olive, and we have the full crew here this week. Kicking things off with the owner of MTG Goldfish, Richard. How's it going this fine Monday? Hey Seth, crazy weekend, which I'm sure we'll get into, oh my God. but yeah. Doing well. Ooh, yeah. Ma- magic wise, I think it was a pretty calm weekend, but uh football wise, who it was quite the weekend. But before we get into all that stuff, we got another ghost. Did Krim. Good morning, Krim. How are you today? Morning. I was also watching maybe potentially some of that football <laughs> and yeah. Uh just just excited because you know we're also another day closer to my birthday. And it's so nice uh that wizards would release all this like these spoilers and all that stuff coming up just for my birthday. Clearly it's just for my birthday and that's it wait when when is your birthday 27 i mean if it's not public that's oh 27 yeah so they, that's like spoiler start day right they're yeah, starting coming yeah. out with spoilers literally on your birthday it's yeah. like a birthday present for you that's super exciting they, I, <laughs> well if, happy birthday i i also hope that like my birthday is going to be the like the day they finally drop on drop it on people they're deleting green but it's unlikely <laughs> oh, this, oh, that, that might be so anyway, uh, our topics for this week, we got some good ones. We had a round of pauper bannings that happened last week, and then we got the big news that tomorrow uh, we got to be in our announcement for non-pauper formats. It sounded like from how they actually phrased it on the Watsi stream, multiple formats perhaps. So we want to do some BNR predictions. We got Mark Rosewater's Kamigawa teaser with some little hints about what's going to be coming up once we finally get to see the set. Uh, we got some product news with stuff getting delayed. We've had a ton of leaks from Kamigawa, which we're not going to talk about the actual cards that have leaked, but I am curious why all of a sudden we're getting all these leaks again. So we had a bunch of topics for today before we get to fish mail. But before we jump into all that, a reminder that our show today is brought to you by Card Conduit. And Card Conduit, we've been telling you about them for a while now. They're a great way to sell your magic collection. And with their curated shipment service, you can sell your valuable cards with a reduced service fee. As long as your cards have a retail value of $2 or more, you can send in as many as you want and still just pay a 5% fee. And like with all Card Conduit services, you don't gotta sort your cards, you don't gotta grade your cards, none of those hassles. Just skip over all that, safely package up your stuff and ship them out. You'll even get a detailed report with all the results so you can check out card conduits curated shipment option as a way to buy list cards with fast processing optimized prices and the low low service fee of just five percent and you can even get another ten percent off by going to cardconduit.com slash mtg goldfish card conduit they're the easiest way to sell your magic cards so thanks so much to card conduit for supporting the show and let's talk some magic and i guess we might as well start with uh with the pauper bannings i think that was the biggest piece of news for the past week the only awkward part about this um i haven't played pauper in like a year or more have either of you played pauper in the the distant future recent future past whatever the, the closest i've gotten to a pauper game is seeing somebody play it i think at my lgs in a far corner so i i don't i don't even think i've ever even played a game of I, I, I've put some commons in my commander decks recently. That's oh, basically the oh, same, right? Yeah, that's that's pretty much popper. Yeah, <laughs> we, we we played popper commander once. <laughs> we, we actually did. Oh, really? that was. <clears throat> I mean, I don't know if you want to get <laughs> sidetracked on this. It was the least fun game of commander that I've ever played in my life, and I swore that day <laughs> we would never oh, do it again, and we haven't that. so popper far. Fans get very upset. <laughs> 
but the oh, pop, that, that the was popper, popper commander that's not, different than yeah, actual popper it's not the yeah, same yeah, as yeah. popper commander the popper format is pretty vibing except recently uh people have been complaining about a lot of stuff and uh, uh wizards has decided to take action so uh, if you don't know, like recently what's happened in Popper is like every year they like release new commons and commons are getting power crept. Like they release pretty strong commons that kind of just warp the metagame inadvertently. Uh, but they have gone ahead and banned three cards from the Popper format to kind of juice up the format. Uh, Atog is banned. Bonder's Ornament is banned. Prophetic Prism is banned. Uh, and that would be because Affinity is the uh, top deck in popper at the moment and also so part of it is affinity was the top deck so they targeted uh atog but then uh, i gotta say uh, gavin who was running the new popper panel had maybe the best breakdown of uh, explanation for manning that i've ever seen there's an article on the mothership and he goes really in depth and i really appreciate that and i hope you see more of that uh, but then some of those bands were targeted at tron i guess on the theory that uh, if affinity was not as powerful tron was kind of the next deck up that was the deck that dominated before affinity became really good so i wanted to try to like pre-power that down a little bit which i think makes uh i think makes a lot of sense it'll be really interesting hopefully these changes fix the format i think it gives me a lot of confidence that the popper panel uh that they just created also weighed in on these and according to the article it was actually unanimous every single person agreed with these bannings and there's some longtime popper players so hopefully this is a is a really good thing for the format because i actually have really liked uh popper at some times in the past i've just felt like recently it's been constantly in these states of like a new card comes out the format gets really broken all i see on my social media is people complaining about how broken the format is and i'm like well why would i play the format when it's so broken so hopefully this panel and having more bannings hopefully that is going to uh you know really improve the format because popper the idea of it's really great and when popper's in good shape it's actually a really fun format it honestly feels somewhat like playing legacy or something is maybe the closest comparison it sounds crazy because it's all commons but when you consider all the powerful commons that have been printed over magic's history it's actually a pretty high power level format i mean yeah like ponder <laughs> yeah counter counter spells counter spells like, in there days i think maybe has been banned at this point but days was dominant for a long time i mean delver is is, is a probably a popper god right so uh, yeah delver has been on and off like one of the best decks and cards in the format for a long time to the point where it's been uh targeted by a decent amount of manning so i think it's a little bit further down the list now uh than it used to be but at various times it's been like the top deck in the form i'm actually kind of surprised that crim doesn't play this i remember <laughs> back when i played popper like pretty regularly just for fun I played this uh, this Mystical Teachings control deck, and the, the deck is just, uh, it is like the creamiest deck. It's every counter spell, every removal spell. <laughs> in the main win condition, it was basically Pauper Drown Yard. It's a Curse of oh. the Bloody Tome, the like Wait. mill two curse. So you just like tutor up as much removal as possible, stick a couple of those curses, and just like kill and counter everything until your opponent slowly, very slowly gets milled out. Enchant player. Wow. This is great. Yeah, it's like Popper Drownyard, basically. It's close, about as close as you can get with a common to, to Drownyard Control, which... And, and Mystical Teachings is just such a fun card. Oh, yeah. Oh, also the, the Capsize Lock. That's the other way you could win, is just tutor up Capsize eventually and bounce all your opponent's stuff, which is, like, <laughs> doesn't even win the game. It just, like, annoys your opponent until they scoop because they can't do anything. Oh, so good. So so much fun, quote-unquote. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, I kind of want to see Krim play that deck now. <laughs> yeah. I can imagine a popper episode with Krim playing that. I think you would just like have a blast playing that archetype. Is it, isn't Gush <laughs> common? Gush is common. Yep. Gush is another card that wow. I think it's still unbanned. But yeah, there's actually, if you look at like a, a mono blue Delver fairies list, it actually looks pretty good. Ponder, preordering, counter spell. You got Gushes. You got Snap is another good bounce spell. Delvers and like Ninja the Deep Hours and Spell Stutter Sprites. Like, <laughs> Very it's a pretty crimmy format. Very miscreant. Yeah. You can play it non-ironically. Oh, very miscreant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I mean, let us let us know what you think. I'm curious. Uh, if you're a pauper player and you're watching this on YouTube, I'd love to hear what you think about these bannings. Because from someone who hasn't played in a while, it seems like at least a good first step towards improving the format. Uh, but like I said, it's been a, been a minute or two since I played pauper. So, anyway, we got other news about BNRs. Part of the announcement of these pauper bannings on the same stream, Wizards announced tomorrow we're getting a BNR for non-pauper formats. Uh, it's sounded like multiple formats if you just listen how they phrase it i don't know maybe we're reading too much into it or uh, whatever but it sounds like bannings in multiple formats coming tomorrow so what i want to know is what are you guys expecting like what are your predictions for tomorrow's bnr what formats what cards might get hit what should people be looking out for luris i i think luris is finally oh, gonna please. like is finally gonna uh bite the dust here um and and I, I don't think like twin will get unbanned. I know some people are pushing for that. I think at this point that's a meme. Uh, but, but like, I, I do believe that Luris goes bye bye. And if, and then outside of Luris, I think it's like Mishra's bobble. Um, and th those are like the two things that are probably more problematic than ever, or at least, at least the very least, I think it's Mishra's bobble. Wait, why, why are we by banning the bobble? Like, are you assuming Lurus stays if we ban the bobble instead? Like, if Lurus I mean, goes, I, do we need to ban the bobble? I I think I think there's always going to be something that abuses bobble, uh, and, and at some point in Magic, Lurus will have a new and improved version, right? So at, at some point, that just has to go. I, I'm I'm not even joking. It seems like a meme, but like like Bobble will eventually just have to go. Right? I'm not saying that it, it, it's it's like Simeon Spirit Guide levels of power, but it is. It's always been abused in some way. So I I I, I don't think that that's the only thing that should be banned. Obviously, I think that Lura should go. I actually don't completely disagree with Grim. Uh, for me, Bobble is a little bit, a little bit like uh, Manamorphose, where it looks like it doesn't do anything, but then it actually like powers up so many really fast, strong decks that I wouldn't mind it being banned. Although I would say, if I had a choice, I would a million percent prefer Luris, uh, and then let Bobble stay around and mana eventually if you need to. But Luris would be the card I would like to see banned most. Period. Like I'd be fine with banning companions as companions. Period. Just like get rid of the entire mechanic and you play them in the 99 or whatever that would be perfectly fine i also think that maybe in modern some of the mh2 cards could be on the chopping block uh, ragavan or like urza saga uh i don't know i don't know if wizards is ready to do that yet or if you even need to like modern has still been really fun but i think that luris would also be my number one choice like if you look at the percentages of decks that are playing it. I looked back like a like a year ago and it was something like 15%, 16% of decks were Luris decks. What percentage of decks do you think are, are Luris decks in modern currently? Uh, good question. 40%. Oh, 
it it really it really 38% it is almost 40% of decks are playing Loris as a companion so it's nearly tripled more than doubled in the past roughly a year uh, so I think that's a pretty good sign that it is time for Loris to go so if I get my wish Loris will be gone what well, do you think Richard about modern I think we need to throw out companions all of them I don't want to see Yorians anymore like okay, Yorian oh, needs to go Loris needs wait, to go wait really Yorian I I think it's doing what Wizards doesn't want to do. It makes every deck the same, right? Like you, you lose deck building. Like, I, like Lures power level wise is like you know, like I don't think it's that bad, but it really just removes like half of the modern card pool, which is a problem, right? And then same with like the Yorian. Like you have all these Yorian piles that kind of look the same, and like it really stifles deck diversity. Like all your piles look the same because you gotta like you know, build up your deck so that you can support the Yorion, right? So I actually think all companions can go, I think all of MH2 can go, really. But specifically, <laughs> I think Raghavan needs to go. No. Uh, Raghavan definitely no. needs to go. If you're going to say Bobble is broken, like every temple card, they every efficient card they print, like just further, you know, makes Raghavan crazier. Right, so I think Raghavan, and I think the free elementals are annoying, uh, but not to the same level as Raghavan and Luris. But Luris definitely, Yorion, and Raghavan for my sanity. Like I, I don't want to have <laughs> Raghavan tempo. Like everything is a Raghavan tempo deck now, right? Like I like it's just dumb, right? Like just get rid of this card. <laughs> I mean, I won't lie to you. I liked Raghavan because it was my only thing that bodied Tron pretty quick. <laughs> I think Tron needs to be back. Like I think if no, Tron no. is if Tron no. is unplayable, I think you got a problem with the modern meta, right? Like it needs to be at least like feasible to play Tron. Maybe that's why I've been so happy. Because like like even even though like Luris is a problem and I don't I don't know I don't think Yorion's a problem. I don't think any of the free elementals and all that stuff's a problem. But but you know, like Tron hasn't really been in the meta. I mean, I've gotten paired against it, and like it always loses, and like that's that's great. Like, like you're saying, turn three Karn liberated is not good, right? I'm saying, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. what kind of meta is this, right? Like, is this what we really want? Good, get bodied. <laughs> like that's what I want. <laughs> get bodied by a two one monkey. Forget you, Karn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I do enjoy not losing to Tron, so that that part is nice, but it is a little weird to see Tron not really be good enough in the current meta. I think, what do you think about just banning the companions as companion? I think that would be my number one choice. So is banning like, companions, just, pretty much. Just like, you play them in the main deck. I don't care. Play I your Lures, play your Yargan, whatever. Play main deck. No, I, oh, I mean, like, sure, but that that's not worth that's not worth right because i think the the thing the huge power is like power boost is the fact that you have this threat that can essentially be in your hand whenever you need it to be you pay three mana to tutor it on, on an off turn and that that's what just makes it powerful you always have it there it can't get hated out by like it can't get thought seized by your hand unless of course you put it in your hand and then wait but i mean like you can't get thought seized or something like that in the opening turns can't get taken out by anything and it's just always there I think that value is great, uh, and or is what makes it so powerful. But I, I, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't think Yorion needs to go. But, but Luris, yes, Luris, yes. <laughs> Sounds oh, a little biased I, to me. <laughs> I, I, I don't even play Yorion. <laughs> uh, I, I kind of. Uh, 
I just don't like the whole mechanic. Like, I think that Lurus is the one that I find actively problematic. Yarion, I actually think, makes... Uh, and maybe I'm the one that's wrong on this, but I feel like it makes deck, decks worse. I, I see these people playing, like, combo decks. Playing combo decks! And playing Yarion, I'm just like, that can't be right, can it? Like, if you're trying to find Kiki Jiki and Deceiver Exarch, is it really worth it to play 80 cards? You have a four or five flyer in your, you know, companion zone. So apparently it is because everyone's doing it. But yeah, I mean, the meta has spoken and I'm probably the one that's wrong here, but it still like blows my mind that that is correct. What do you think? Here's here's a dark horse. And I don't think they'll ban this, but I kind of think they should. Unholy. Unholy is a card that I have come to despise. Uh, I feel like Unholy is... It's a it's a one mana hero's downfall in a color that should not have access to a hero's downfall, period. Um I feel like it just it's too much damage for its cost. And I actually asked about this on Twitter a while ago, and Mark Rosewater even chimed in. The example I used was like, what if you had the a one damage red spell that did a hundred damage to a creature or planeswalker? Like, is that red because it says damage? Or is that not red? Because for all intents and purposes, it's hard removal, and that's not something red does. And uh, Mark Rosewater even chimed in and said, in his opinion, he thought, you know, that clearly wasn't red. There is some line there. I kind of feel like Unholy Heat might be across that line just like six damage it kills essentially everything it's turned on very consistently unless you get got by like graveyard hate or something so i don't think they'll actually ban it but i kind of feel like they actually should ban unholy heat i i unholy okay so so i i think what i'm getting here is that modern horizons 2 needs to be removed from the format richard said it <laughs> earlier but he meant it hey, hey. Com- companions are from Ikoria. Companions oh, wait, are from really? Ikoria. They were? We're, we're sharing, we're sharing <laughs> the complaints a little bit between those two sets. <laughs> I mean, uh, like, like, okay, so, so we, I, I guess like something probably will go from Modern Horizons too, but like, it, so it, what is the one thing, if you could pick one thing, is it going to be Monkey from Horizons 2? <sighs> Just oh, one. Boy. I'm actually just one. I, if I, I, I can't. If I holy heat, oh. Seth, if it's one thing, I can't it's, imagine them well, banning no. like multiple cards from their set, right? Because then it's like it if just I, tanks <sighs> Horizons too. So yeah, what, what's the one card? If I, if I have to choose one, it's actually really tough. It's not. I'm not going to choose Unholy Heat. I think it would really be between Urza Saga and Monkey. I, it's one oh, of those are the two that stick out sad. for me. I think like number one is Luris. Number like one A is a tie between Monkey and Urza Saga. And I've been playing Urza Saga. I played Lantern Control on stream last week and it killed it. And the more I play that card and the more I play against the card, the more I feel like this this card just should not exist. Seth it's just like so incredibly it. good. Seth gets it. I've been saying that this whole time. Oh I, I'm my coming, god. I think you were ahead of the curve on this one, Krim. Like I'm coming around here for the I still I haven't gotten to the point where I rank it ahead of Ragavan, but I've gotten to the point where I put it like equal with Ragavan is the two cards that I think are most problematic out of MH2. Yeah, like I I'm still I, I said it day one, I'll say it again. Urza Saga is the one card I pick to go bye-bye. And that's... It's so absurd. You don't even have to do anything. You just play a land and it just does everything for you. And I know everyone writes it off as like, Krim, that's because you're the control player guy. So you're going to like, well, obviously you can't just simply remove it. Well, that, that's the problem. I can't just interact with it. And it's, if that's a problem, then I'm it's sure other. Disenchant it, no? <laughs> you, you, you got a disenchant main deck? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> well, if uh, Urza Saga was causing me so much problem, then maybe, yeah. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> you know I that mean, that's it's not gonna work that way because first off, it's that card is like stone unplayable everywhere else except maybe against I don't know the random Boggles player or something like that. I, I've heard people talking about powering down Hammer Time. That's one that has come up from a few people. Like is something they would like to see targeted with a banning. And I guess hitting Loris would do that to some extent. Mm-hmm. But I really think the the rise of Hammer Time from a good like you know tier two maybe low tier one deck to the best deck in the format for an extended period that's because of urza saga like that's the card that made hammer time broken so i think if you're someone who feels like hammer time needs to be powered down i think the answer is getting rid of saga like it doesn't make sense to me to ban pure steel paladin or ornithopter so what are you gonna ban from that deck it's all horrible all horrible cards (laughs) we've realized the menace that is mem knight yes your mem knight is now gone like okay i guess you got me did you know Uh, so i think the saga's on the list for a playset. oh my god i didn't realize that wow Wow. probably because of hammer time What uh, what would you pick, Richard? We didn't get your answer to okay. MH2 ban. So I agree, Saga. You know, Saga is a little sus, but like I think like Monkey overtakes several archetypes, and it's super annoying, and it actually makes playing against unmiserable. Right? Like it's it's like you thought losing coin flips was bad, right? You have a second coin flip now, right? If you lost the first coin flip, are you on the draw? Right? You're screwed. <laughs> Do you have your fatal push, lightning bolt, unholy heat, whatever in hand? If not, the game is over for you. So you actually need to just mull aggressively into removal in case your opponent has a Raghavan. Otherwise, the game is over. So I think it's just like a non-game starter most of the time, right? So I actually don't like it at all. It's it's way too way too soon to talk about coin flip, Richard. I I, I don't want to talk about coin flips today. <laughs> Look, would you rather be beaten by Patrick Mahomes or Raghavan? <laughs> oh, oh, geez, by okay. Raghavan, maybe, maybe Mahomes actually. <laughs> They're 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 kind of the same actually. Isn't Mahomes just like Gabriel Ragavan? I could I could see that, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, question on bannings. We talked a lot about modern. What else could be getting banned? Uh, what about other formats? Uh anything else historic, uh standard? I think leave alchemy out of it for now because I assume we're gonna get a nerf and buff thing at some point in the near future. So discounting alchemy, anything else that could possibly be getting banned tomorrow? Wait, are we not getting? Wait, we're not gonna get anything in alchemy. You think? Well, I, I, I so I don't know. I know we're gonna get alchemy changes at some point soon. I would hope that wizards wouldn't. I don't know. Call the nerfs and buffs a BNR announcement because I think that would confuse a lot of people, including me. So I'm hoping it's two separate things, and we're getting like bannings, and then we're also gonna get an alchemy like nerf and buff thing. Um, I, I feel but like actually, I, I don't know. A, a BNR day, that's the exact day to drop something, right? Uh, if they uh, only like, change alchemy cards tomorrow, people are going to riot. Oh, oh, <laughs> like if oh, that's oh, the oh, BNR oh. announcement, and it's just like, hey, we nerfed a bunch of alchemy cards. Like, oh my goodness, people are going to be so upset. That would be so <laughs> funny. <laughs> like, that would be so funny because, yeah, exactly. People would be so upset, and I and I think I would just cry from laughter. Uh, but but, but like, I, th- I think that... Alchemy is going to get something maybe tomorrow, right? I mean, it would make sense to it drop be, it tomorrow. It could be tomorrow. Right? But uh, yeah, yeah, maybe, I, I don't maybe think, they just add it to the BNR. I don't think Alchemy is the main driving reason for for tomorrow's announcement. But but yeah, like definitely could see maybe Rahilda getting changed, the Welp getting changed, and and uh, uh that that new one drop that gets cat stuff getting nerfed. 
and and then the the sanguine whatever the thing that gets a blood artist those are probably the uh, four brushstroke, yeah yeah brushstroke those are like some i don't think the whelps actually a problem i more so think everything else that i mentioned is uh but it, i i imagine some people want the whelp to get tagged uh and then historic mm-hmm. i don't see anything changing other than whatever happens to the alchemy cards um and then modern i think we kind of just we we I we have to assume something from Horizons Two is going along with Luris, uh, and and then I, I don't play any of the other formats, so I don't know. Legacy might I I, I don't know. Do you play Legacy? Legacy Monkey. could get changes. <laughs> I, I do play Legacy uh, a bit, and I definitely follow a lot of Legacy people, and it seems like. Something from Delver, it seems to be uh, what people would like to see, which maybe is just Monkey. That's uh, that's one that people bring up a lot. Other people have mentioned, like, Days or something. And then there was, like, a tournament this past weekend, and Delver didn't dominate. So some people are like, oh, the meta's good now. It Like, you know, things shifted. So we'll see. But I think Legacy Bannings are definitely on the table. Either something targeting Delver or just straight up Ragavan. What about What about Standard? It does wizards care about standard when I hear this BNR, like we're about to enter Kamigawa spoiler season in like two days after the BNR, we're about to get an update to standard standard doesn't seem like it's in the most popular place right now. And a big reason that seems to be Elrond's epiphany still is the card that people really complain about. Do you think this is a BNR where they just get rid of epiphany? Cause it seems to me if they were ever going to do it, this is the time like you ban it now a fresh format for Kamigawa coming out, get people hyped about their new Kamigawa cards, or does Wizards just not really care about Standard? And Alchemy has kind of replaced it in their eyes, and they're like, whatever, everyone's just going to play Alchemy. There's not a ton of paper Standard right now anyway, so what do we care? Like, Alka, uh, you know, Epiphany gets to uh, live on. <laughs> what I, What if they decide they just want to ban, like, I don't know, Memory Deluge or something? <laughs> <laughs> please no wizard please no <laughs> uh, you know, like um, i don't know why i i just feel like it they, they really drag their feet when it comes to getting rid of like the actual problematic cards so uh, i could i could get behind expressive iteration maybe yeah like if they went if they didn't want to ban uh epiphany Ooh. i could get behind banning expressive iteration because that powers right. up a lot of different archetypes that's another card that i i keep forgetting that it's like yes it's absurdly powerful i always think it should be banned but then i just forget about it right because it, <laughs> it, it kind of perfectly works behind the scenes right it's just like okay whatever I, I hate that card. It feels like busted. an anticipate. When someone right. casts it, you're just like, oh, like sure it's two mana cantrip, but really it is so, so strong. Yeah, and 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 and, and it's absurdly busted every time. And it's great like whatever format it's in, it's just absurd, right? Like modern, historic, standard, whatever, alchemy, either or. Maybe that that would help decrease the consistency uh of decks, uh, or at least blue red decks. And and I mean, personally I'd love to see our run's epiphany go anyways. I think that'd be really good, uh, but I, I just don't see them getting rid of that. And then, of course, uh, maybe, maybe they finally just do away with Dragon Goldspan or something in the in Standard, I guess. And then I, I would love to see them just get rid of, like, just, I don't know, just hit green somehow. Just just hit green. <laughs> I mean, there's pro- probably Chariot. Like, I yeah. assume the... The cards that got nerfed in the first round for Alchemy. Yeah. That's probably also the list of cards that Wizards views as, like, strongest or most problematic in Standard. So I assume if they did ban something in Standard, those are probably, like, Goldspan, Chariot, 
I guess Luminarch mm-hmm. Aspirant. Uh, those would be the Elrond's Epiphany. Those would be the top tier, most likely choices if they did ban something in standard. I kind of think they will. I kind of think they want to want a standard shakeup before Kamigawa comes out. And after this set release, then you're kind of getting to the what's the point stage almost where you're getting to like six months until rotation anyway. And then you start to hear the argument of like, yeah, Epiphany sucks, but like, you know, we can hold out a little bit longer until rotation. So I think it's now or never for these standard changes. Like either they, they change things, get rid of chariot, get rid of Epiphany or whatever. Or I think we come to grips with this probably being standard until we get to rotation in the fall, unless something really crazy happens. Or we meet in the middle and they, they ban it a month before it rotates like they did with jace the mind sculptor (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean it's it's always possible uh what do you think richard any other thoughts on on these other formats they do nothing for standard like why why rock the boat like no like is it really gonna fix standard no you have a new set coming in which they theoretically theoretically play tested in an environment with epiphany and chariot so (laughs) It should have answers, right? Like, why <laughs> ban random cards, reduce your sales? Like, no one's going to play standard anyway until the new set comes out anyway, right? So, like, you know, are you really going to start brewing standard if they ban some stuff tomorrow? Like, no, right? You're just going to wait for the new set anyway, right? So I think they actually do nothing here. Yeah. I mean, that does make sense. You do got to wait for the new set. But I feel like... ah. During during spoiler season, I mean, we're, we're three days away. I'm looking forward to daily spoilers, talking about the new cards. The upside is, if they did ban Epiphany, then I don't have to spend all of spoiler season being like, oh, like, this card's really sweet, but you're going to get wrecked by Epiphany, or oh, you're going to get wrecked by, you know, Azika's Chariot. So I think there is value, even though you got to wait for the new cards to really start brewing your decks, I think there's still value of having people view the new cards during spoiler season through the context of a epiphany less format or a chariot less format so i think there would still be value there not that they're necessarily going to do it but i don't know i do think there there's an argument we've had this it. conversation before with eldraine where we're waiting for rotation and like anything before rotation is meaningless and then rotation came and then we wait for the next rotation right like i, I feel this is just what magic is at this point right like as soon as these go some other broken cards will rise to the top and we'll all complain about it and wait for the next rotation. Like, is that not just what, like, the the standard metagame yeah. is now, right? Yeah. No, I mean, that that is kind of how it's been going. And and maybe Wizard Solution was alchemy. <laughs> so, like, it change cards more quickly, so... Oh, yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see what happens tomorrow. Something's happening... I guess we'll have to wait and see. But please, at least, at least get rid of Loris and Modern. Please, 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 Wizards. <laughs> anyway, we got we got a couple other topics to get to. One of them is Infinity has been delayed. Richard, uh, what's up with the Infinity? Our new onset. Uh, it got delayed, but only Infinity. <laughs> <laughs> so they haven't delayed others. So the fourth onset, originally slated for April 1st, will be delayed until the second half of 2022. That's it. No, no, no further dates given. Uh, supply chain complications is the quote. But so the part that Neon Dynasty oh, is fine. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> like Neon Dynasty. Yeah, fine. that's that's the part that kind of confused me. Is uh, if it's supply chain stuff and you're having trouble, I don't know, getting the cardboard to you know make magic cards or the ink to make magic cards or whatever, like. Why would it only impact Infinity and not be hitting on, you know, all the standard sets and other products that we see? Uh, I don't know the answer to that, but that's the part that struck me as like a little bit strange. I guess good news is 
it's just an unset. It's it's not the big standard set being delayed. So I guess the impact of this is probably going to be pretty minimal. But it is a little odd to me. I mean, your your supply chain doesn't go from 100 to zero, right? It goes to like 75% or 50%. And you're like, well, we can print like one set. What set would it be? Unfinity or Neon Dynasty? Uh, they're probably going to choose Neon Dynasty, right? So it's something along those lines where they have to make some compromise. And the the least exciting products gets gets the gets the cut right otherwise like people would riot if uh neon dynasty was was delayed right yeah i guess i guess that makes sense if you got to prioritize this would probably be the easiest set to push back uh because it isn't essential to any format or standard or arena or anything like that so well look out for infinity the uh, later half of 2022 let's talk a little a little kamigawa so we're a couple days away from spoiler season uh, but there's a couple things i want to bring up one is that we'll get to in a minute mark rosewater released his teaser for the set. I want to see what y'all thought of that. But before we get to that, one thing I've noticed this spoiler season is we've had a ton of leaks again. Uh, if you've been following Magic for a while, you know, a couple years ago, we had some huge, huge, huge issues with leaks. Like, pretty much all of Ixalan leaked. If you go back further, there was a Godbook leak. And at one point, not that long ago, we kind of just expected a bunch of leaks every set, because that was basically what would happen every set. But then it seemed like things got better. And for the last year, maybe, maybe longer than that, we've had very, very minimal leaks for any sets. Like, hard, a lot of sets have had zero cards leaked. But it seems like for some reason with Kamigawa, the leaks are back. Uh, if you follow like uh, Reddit or whatever, a lot of rares, uh, the whole dragon mythic cycle have been leaked at this point. So a big chunk of, you know, the most exciting cards have already been leaked. Why do you think this is happening? Like, I, I thought we kind of moved past this leak problem. Any ideas why for Kamigawa in specific? It seems like leaks are really back in action. I it's mean, probably Infinity and COVID related, right? Like with this with the effects to the supply chain, whatever that means, right? Wizards probably had to get like other manufacturers or maybe use different manufacturers or whatever to make sure things aren't delayed or affected. And, you know, their their relationship with these people are, are is not as strong, right? Like maybe they don't know the rules or maybe they haven't been able to enforce the rules, but maybe just new people. And then their, you know, their leak control isn't as good or, you know, they don't treat it as seriously. And then now the cards are in the wild. I but mean, my guess it, is it's something to do with that. Is it now possible that people just want to leak it? Right? Yeah. You know, I mean, if you don't care I about mean, magic and you work at some like magic factory, <laughs> you're like, what, why? Like, what do you get? Internet clout? Like, what is the point of leaking? For the, I, I mean, I think it's internet clout. Yeah. Like, <laughs> really, like, 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 yeah, you, you get some kind of traffic, right? And even if it's, it's, like just fun, right? Like for for somebody probably, right? Like they they have the thrill of leaking stuff, a whole set. I mean, it's the only thing that makes sense why like, you know, we had mentioned it before, but like 15 some years later and it still looks like somebody posted it from their Nokia brick, right? Like, like <laughs> which doesn't have a camera, I, I know, but like right? Like dude, how do the I don't know how it's possible. <laughs> yeah, like I honestly, so if you bad. look at these spoilers, it is not improved, like, uh, leak pictures have not improved in the last, like, 20 years, which blows my mind. 
I honestly don't think I could take it. I don't have the technology to take a picture that looks as bad as these leaked photos. Like you would actually have to try somehow. Like they're taking a good picture picture with their iPhone and then like putting it in Photoshop to blur it or something to make it look like an old school leak photo. So I don't even know how they managed to take such low quality photos, honestly. I also wonder if the the timing plays into it because they did kind of change the release date like last year at this time. We already had Keldheim out on Magic Arena, and it was releasing in paper on January 28th. This time, we're not even starting spoiler season, so we've had like a abnormally long gap between sets based on past schedules. So I wonder if, I don't know, maybe they were working under the old schedule and there's already a bunch of boxes floating around or they've already been printed or whatever. We got this long gap, and that gives people more time to potentially get their hands on stuff and leak stuff. I don't know if that makes sense or not, but that's one thing I, I thought of at least. Yeah. I mean, I could be that, right? I mean, like, I, I'm just very confused on how, like, if you think about it, like, the first big Pokemon leak hasn't happened until recently, right? Pokemon Arceus just actually had hard copies accidentally hit the streets for some odd reason. Uh, and, and, and people have, like, bootlegs of it already. But other than that, I, I feel like Pokemon is genuinely, gen- generally pretty tight about a lot of their stuff but but magic has a leak uh that that isn't mana leak like every other like set and i don't know why i genuinely do not know why because wizards doesn't Ooh, care speaking. enough to fix it <laughs> right like yeah you, you know like if you spend enough money either proactively right uh you know like you know pay more money to firms that you know prioritize this kind of thing or retroactively like big lawsuits for anyone that leaks, right? Like, you can eventually fix it. Uh, you know, that's you know why you don't get, like, Apple leaks or whatever, unless they actually come from Apple, right? Like, uh, other card games do it. Other games do it. You know, people leaking beta information or alpha information they're not supposed to, they get hit by a giant lawsuit, and that will de-incentivize. It's like, your internet clout worth your entire net worth? Probably not, right? So... I think Wizard just hasn't put a priority on this for whatever reason. I also wonder if, uh, especially with these leaks, if it's really even a bad thing for Wizards. Like, uh, I don't know. There's been a long gap with no spoilers. This has people talking about Kamigawa. I'm sure, like, there's some negative implications. Like, it hurts someone who's going to be spoiling a card. It maybe hurts some of the the flavor. Like, it spoils something from a story Wizards was going to publish on their website or something. But... I don't know, is having this like slow trickle of leaks when really nothing's been going on in the magic world over the past like two or three weeks, maybe Wizards isn't doing anything about it because they're like, they really don't care because they think it might even be beneficial or at least not very harmful. Remarketing. They can go down to one marketing <laughs> intern now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the other, the other Kamigawa question I had for you was, have you seen Mark Rosewater's teaser? Every set, Mark puts out a teaser with some creature types and bits of text and some upcoming stuff from the set. Uh, have you all seen it? In a, and what do you think about it? Uh, is there anything on there that really stuck out to you on his list of teasers that you're excited for or whatever? All right. I, I have the list here and I'll, I'll pull out some interesting mechanics and they're basically preview cards at this point right uh so what do we think about a black instant with destroy target creature or planeswalker that can be cast for two mana i mean that the hero's demise happened in the last kamigawa that 
that actually makes a ton of sense. So, if it, yeah. well, actually, well, they have quotes around the creature planeswalker though, don't they? Yeah. So, so that's so I don't weird. think it's legendary creature. Like that's word for word creature. Because that was thinking, have, oh, that would make a lot of sense. They could have condition, right? Like if you control a legendary creature, you can cast this for two mana. Like they could have an additional condition on it, but it is like unconditional removal or planeswalker. That's that's gotta be that's gotta be it. It's gotta be something like that. If you control a legend or if you activated an ninjutsu ability this turn, like there's gotta be some Kamigawa like flavor restriction. If you I don't have think it would more just be life, two mana, you can cast for yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's I think that's the kind of card I would like to exist. Like I was all hyped about Infernal Grasps when it came out in standard and black control is just not a very big thing. So I think having more good black removal is probably a positive for standard. Wait, so do we think it's unconditional or do we think it's conditional? It's got to be. It's got to be. It, I don't think it's it's you don't just think they would two, go mana, two mana unconditional removal. I mean, two mana heroes downfall. Is it heroes downfall <laughs> uncommon now? Yeah, it is. Like, like, why not, Seth? I mean, we have the white spell, the one that gives your opponent a treasure or whatever, or a a, a clue, right? Is it? I'm skeptical because of how we worded it. I I don't think that card would be unprintable. I think two mana heroes downfall would probably be fine. But the way you worded it, destroy target a black instant would destroy target creature planeswalker that can be cast for two mana just that can in there i feel like is doing heavy lifting and it's like a sneaky sneaky marrow wording (laughs) so yeah i don't know so i i would be fine with that card existing but i don't think that's what the card is i bet it's like four mana and if you have a condition mana it drops to two mana or something would be my guess yeah i don't like it by the way (laughs) we don't need more (laughs) like all, all this tells me is creatures will get more absurd like the the better your removal you think like you get better removal and it's fine, right? But what happens is then you get better creatures. And like Ugh. for two mana, your creatures get really good, right? And you end up with Ragavan. So I actually don't like this direction. So this condition to me should be a lot. Like if your opponent controls five creatures or something, you know, something ridiculous that will never actually happen. Uh, but I actually don't like this efficient removal because that means you need efficient threats. Uh. <laughs> well, no, Kim, you don't buy you that. Know, like, why do you think I, we have Rock? No, no, I fully, I fully agree. <laughs> I fully agree. That's the problem. I'm just not happy because the thought of it's like, yeah, creatures <laughs> just keep getting better. So it's like removal, just like just actual two mana kill a creature or planeswalker means that the creatures are going to be absurd, right? Like it's going to be Siege Rhino on cast for one mana that also is Ragavan or something like that. Uh, or, or well, it's like a chicken and egg thing though, right? Because like, or do they have to print this good removal because creatures are already so good? So uh, do you blame it on the creatures or do you blame it on the removal? Like is powerful removal making them push creatures or are powerful creatures making them push removal? I, I don't think it's as clear as just Picking one or the other. I think that's, I think it's up for debate in my opinion. I mean, it's, it's the same, right? Just anytime we get power creep, the other one power creeps with it. Yeah, so, basically. So yeah, that I, is I, I don't want a better Ragavan either, right? I want like a happy <laughs> Ragavan so that you don't need this insane removal, right? Soon enough, you can have like one mana, destroy a creature, create two treasure tokens, you know, the reverse tempo, right? <laughs> like yeah. You want them to play monkey so you can fire off your removal and like ramp yourself and draw a card or something, right? Like it'll definitely happen if we keep going down this path. Uh, yeah, okay, no. how about the legend rule doesn't apply to permanence you control? Ooh, <laughs> mirror gallery, mirror yeah. gallery reprint. Show us that mirror gallery isn't reprint. It's probably actually, not literal. Isn't that worth something? It was now? from 
I, it probably is super expensive. I don't think it's ever been reprinted. It has not. I can look it up real quick, but that's that's from original Kamigawa. Yep. I think it is. It's 30 bucks, bucks now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 25, 30. They could just put that in standard. Or the other thing is, I think Mirror Gallery is a little underpowered. Like, it's five mana, and that's all it does. Maybe even more likely is, like, something that references Mirror Gallery, but is a little bit 2022 power level, where it costs, like, two mana now or something, or it does other things along with having that text. I, 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 just I, a card. I, I want something out. like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you play this, you play and then it, you, like, you clone your all your stuff, and, and then they just remove this, and then you get, like, totally destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yep, 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 I've been there. <laughs> if it makes an emblem, it should, like, make an emblem to, like, guarantee that it stays there, and then you can have fun. Uh, Ooh, what about if it has dealt 10 or more damage to that player this turn, they lose the game? One drop from green, and it'll have hexproof. <laughs> Is it this is in fact if it's a one drop? How do you, it, it's great. How do you deal how do you deal ten damage in a turn with it? Like pump spells? Like that's the idea? Like play it like an infect thing and throw pump spells at it? It, yeah, could it has be. to be on the same I, turn though, right? So you need to somehow like pump yeah. by ten. A natural I wonder, growth this, what is what is that dragon that we got that if you hit for if it gets to what, twenty power? Oh, Ten, what is, oh my goodness. Scott, the, you know what I'm saying? It's in standard currently. Yeah, the six mana uncountable uh, uh, dragon that with Yeah, his. Inferno of the Star Mounts. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. It could be something like that. Some sort of like fire breathing style ability where you start off small, but if you can pump it enough, then maybe you can one shot someone with it. I think that would be, I mean, that would actually be kind of a fun one drop. <laughs> Just like a one mana, like a, a Savannah Lions that also had fire breathing that you could <laughs> pump it up to 10 and get someone within the late game. That'd be kind of neat. It, it's in green. I'm, I'm telling you, this card is going to be green. <sighs> I, I hate... I mean, this is, like, kind of more balanced in fact, but you know, like, someone's just going to scale up and, like, one-shot you anyway. <laughs> oh, <yep. laughs> like, uh, get ready yeah. for that in Historic or whatever. Oh, right? like, boy. <laughs> oh, also, also on this list, there's a couple I want to mention real quick just because I think we know the answers to them in case anyone's wondering about them. One of them says, finish a five-card cycle many years in the making. Uh, we actually got art from a new Kadama of the whatever tree. I know we got like east, west, north, south, uh, uh, center. I don't remember which one we're missing, but the artist actually showed art that was pretty clearly the fifth Kadama of the whatever tree. So I bet that's that. And then it says two popular cycles from Champions of Kamigawa Block return with a new twist. Uh, we've already seen the, the Spirit Dragons, a twist on Spirit Dragons. They already spoiled one of those. And then they already spoiled, uh, a legendary land, I believe, right? That calls back to like the original legendary land cycle. So I wouldn't be surprised if, if maybe those were the cards that he's referencing in those two. What about the the popular legendary creature from Kamigawa Block? Is it? Well, I guess so the vague. Well, <laughs> it, it might seem vague, I, but but let let me let me think let, let me say that I think it's to, uh, Ben Ben. <laughs> Ooh, oh, that would be sweet. I hope it's not Hitasugu that we already have like 10 versions of. That would be a little anticlimactic if he's referencing that one, but there's so many legends in Kamigawa, it's really, yeah, really, yeah. really hard to pick. Or it's either that or Ishkanda, right? Or the one mana dog. Oh, I could see that coming. I bet there's another one of those. There's oh, gotta no, be. No, I bet there's I more, more than one. <laughs> no? Standard gonna, that, monkey in white. It's gonna be standard monkey. How do you top a one mana 2-2 two -two from like 10 years ago? Well, Seth, <laughs> you add some monkey <laughs> abilities to it. 
You think he's just gonna make him like a grizzly bear now? Like, no, no way. <laughs> he's a one man of three three. <laughs> That's oh, you know what I? Oh, you know what I hope it is? I hope it's the unspeakable. Ever since I played the unspeakable and against odds a couple weeks ago and realized like how incredibly underpowered it is, I really want a new a new version of it. That quest like cast three different things, you get this thing. But the problem is unspeakable is just like a six seven. It's not even that good anymore. Uh, but I would love to see see a twenty twenty two version of the unspeakable. That would be sweet. All right, uh, th- there's some like I hope these are commander spells. Uh, whenever you cast an <laughs> artifact, instant or sorcery, copy that spell. Uh, the first activated ability of an artifact you activate each turn costs two less. Uh, where X is the number of times this ability has resolved this turn. I, I really hope these are stapled onto like eight mana unplayables for 1v1 and not like, you know, a three mana 3-3. Three, three. Or a one the, drop in green. Uh, <laughs> the, most, the most important question, though, is uh, he spoiled a few creature type lines. One of them is... Turtle Ninja. Easy. Another one is Fox Pilot. Um, Star Fox or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Which which you more excited for? Well, I, I want Star Fox more, but I, I I do like the idea of a Turtle Ninja, but it has to be ninjutsu but slow. So it's ninjutsu but suspend two or something like that. <laughs> All right, so you pay for the ninjutsu, you return the card, and in two turns it'll attack. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for the secret layer. <laughs> oh my with, god! With some pizza, pizza food tokens. <laughs> yeah. Oh yes. I mean, there's Moonfolk Samurai <laughs> here. There's Rat Rogue, <laughs> Goblin Samurai, Snake Druid. There's some interesting types in in this. I'm f- also enchantment creatures returning. I don't know if we knew that or not, but there there's two listed in there that are yeah. enchantment creatures. So another another run of enchantment creatures. Anyway, those are those are Mark Rosewater's uh, teasers for Kamigawa Neon Dynasty. Uh, if you're on YouTube, I'll link this in the description if you want to look it up yourself. Otherwise, you can find it over on uh, the blog talk, Mark Rosewater's blog. I think that those were all of our topics for today. So if you don't have anything else, I guess it's time to uh, answer some fish mail. Richard, take it away. All right. Uh, if you have questions, send them to at Goldfish. With the hashtag MPGFishmail, and we'll get to your question on air. Uh, so first question from Totally Not Richard, Seth. How do you <laughs> feel about 13 seconds, four plays, two timeouts? Wait, so is this worse or better than uh, the Music City Miracle? <laughs> Hold on. Is this not uh, actually Richard? this is not actually richard okay okay so this is not your 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 alternate account to tweet at seth (laughs) okay i'm just verifying it seems like they tweeted and deleted the tweet immediately so you won't be able to find any evidence of this on the internet honestly i'm not that upset about it like it was such an amazing game. And we're talking about the, the Bills Chiefs game from yesterday, if, you, if you're not a sports ball fan. But uh, it was such a great game, like maybe one of the greatest games I've ever watched. It was just so entertaining, so exciting. The, even though the Bills ended up losing, I think if anyone watched that game, 
I think you had to come away from it feeling that the Bills were like every bit the equal of the Chiefs, who were considered to be the best team in the NFL. Like they lost the coin flip in overtime. They didn't even get the ball in overtime. They ended up losing. Uh, but I think that the Bills showed really well. And the game was just so exciting and entertaining that even though my team ended up losing, I actually don't feel that bad about it. The thing I mostly feel bad about is I really dislike their how they have the overtime rules set up. Like the game was so awesome. If you didn't watch it, there was like in the last two minutes of the game like the Bills scored to take the lead then with one minute left or no the, yeah Bills scored to take the lead then the Chiefs scored then the Bills scored then the Chiefs scored all in the last two minutes it was like so insane and then after all that they go to overtime and just flip a coin and the team that wins a coin flip goes out and scores immediately and the game ends so it was such an anticlimactic ending to an amazing game but I thought the Bills actually showed really well in that game and I came away from it feeling disappointed a little bit but overall I felt pretty good because it was just such a fun game to watch yeah I, I don't I don't know why that rule is that way right I, I think nothing like when they want the game to keep going like with with such like, I don't, don't they want people watching and viewing the game way longer? Like, a random sudden death kind of just ends, the, like, all the drama, ends all the great plays that happened, right? Because it wasn't like the Bills played poorly. It, it was just both teams played really well. And, and I'm kind of sad that it just, the, the other team didn't even get a chance, right? Like, the Bills didn't even get a chance to actually, uh, even try to counter that play. So kind of a bummer. Yeah. Yeah. It blows my mind uh. that every year. So this happened basically in opposite direction a couple of years ago to Mahomes. And then they sat down postseason, big uproar, and NFL execs were like, Yeah, this is fine. This is how we want our <laughs> this is how we want our games to end. And like here we are. But even if they just did it for the playoffs, I'd be okay with that. Like if you gotta gotta keep it for the same for the regular season, but well, you don't want your playoff games to end that way. But it's so dumb because if you kick a field goal, the other team gets possession and they have to play just as long, right? The, the argument is like player health and safety and whatever, right? But like if they kicked a field goal, you would get the possession and, and try to score. So I don't know why uh, touchdowns are different. Uh, this is like boomer NFL where it was hard to score a touchdown when they made these rules. But <laughs> like there's no defense anymore. We just we just uh, play offense now NFL. So they should definitely change it. But what an anticlimactic finish. I, I was really hoping that the Bills would actually like make it to the Super Bowl. And like I didn't ah. expect them to hang with the Chiefs, but there they were in 13 seconds. And then, you know, they had to not squib kick it. And then they had to give <laughs> yeah. up consecutive 20-yard completions. And then they didn't even I mean, give him a hard field goal. If if if, if, if KC nailed a 65-yard field goal, they'll be like, all right, good beats. But like they, they let him like do like a, a nice you know, moderate field goal. I'm like, oh my goodness. Josh Allen. I, I will say the Bills. Defensive coordinator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will say the Bills, I think, punted it. Like, they, they shouldn't have been in that position to even have a chance for Casey kicking a field goal, or it should have been a lot harder with the squib uh, kick thing in specific. Like, I don't know why they, they kicked it away like that. And then their defense was, like, so soft on those two plays. Like, how do you let a team get 45 yards in two plays in, you know, 13 seconds, less than 13 seconds? So the Bills definitely deserve, you know, a, a lot of blame for that. I, I do feel bad for Allen because Allen I just played so insanely well. Like so did Mahomes, but I think they really like both of them solidified that they're like maybe the two top quarterbacks in the league, or at least two of the like very top echelon. And I think that the Allen definitely played every bit as good as Mahomes did in that game. Just Mahomes <laughs> ended up getting the ball last. <sighs>
I'm depressed now. All right. <laughs> I don't even know who to root for now. Honestly, out of the teams that, that are left, I, I I don't know who am I even rooting I, for. San Francisco, Buffalo, maybe. I Buffalo guess was the underdog store, you know, like the underdog franchise. They've been like so useless for so many years, right? We wanted wow. we wanted some <laughs> success, right? Now it's like, I, all right, I guess Mahomes can win another Super Bowl. Sure, right? Like, okay. <laughs> I'm I'm rooting for I guess the Rams now because I mean I'm I'm not a Rams fan uh despite you know L A all of that yada 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 but like I I do like Von Miller so Von Miller being an ex Bronco immediately has my love that that defense Good is choice. gross I I actually want to see. You. Mahomes versus that defense, like that front line is like disgusting. That would be good, right? That'd be a pretty fun game. Yeah, yeah, that would be a good one. All right, uh, let's see questions, actual questions now. Uh, <laughs> we've talked about a lot of these. A lot of people are asking for like bands on companion instead of the actual cards. Um, hmm. all right. How about this? Uh, Ian Polakoff, I feel nostalgia is a very important element to an eternal format like Popper. It appears uh, PFP uh, chose fire design over nostalgia in banning Atog. What's next? Rancor, Delver, Tron, Battle Screech. Is it Bye Bye Legacy Light, Hello Fire, Popper? So Atog apparently did not reach brainstorm status, uh, where it's basically untouchable. <laughs> what, what, do you, what do you guys think about that like general idea that... Some of these older formats have these cards that you can never ban. Like, Seth, you mentioned Days, and I'm like, there's no way they could ever ban Days from Legacy. Like, ever. It's like one of those cards that kind of, like, is what you think of when you think of the format. So, like, I can't see them removing it, but they, they did away with Atog. So, like, what do you think? I'm actually, like, curious. I, I guess I've never thought of Popper in that same context where it had... Whatever these untouchable cards that were just no matter what happens, you can't ban them. Maybe I should think of it that way. I guess Atog. Uh, it is sad because it is an iconic creature from the earliest days of Magic, so it is sad to see it essentially not playable in any format now. Like it doesn't see play in any non-popper format, and now it's banned in popper. But I don't know. Like, uh, should we view? Should we view Popper that way? Like, I don't do, I don't really view modern that way either. Or like pioneer, like for me, it's kind of legacy and vintage. I feel like there's some cards that we're all like, well, you know, it probably should be banned, but we've been playing with it forever. It's just part of the format's identity. But I've never really thought that way about more modern formats. Like in modern, that I don't think there's a single card that I would argue like, oh, we can't ban it because it's essential to the format's identity or whatever. And it just gets grandfathered in and you get to keep it around. So. I don't know. Like, should we think of Popper that way? Because I don't. Rip Twin. <laughs> I, I think, like, yeah. like, what if they banned an Urza, uh, Urza Tron land from Modern? Wouldn't you think that's, like, too far? Like, you can ban the new yeah. fancy threats like Ulamog or something, but you can't ban the land. Like, Tron is Modern, right? Like, you can't get rid of it. So I guess the other question would be, like, what else? what else do you ban? Like, if you got to ban something... You ban the from... new cards that made your old archetype problematic, right? Like, yeah. if, if this archetype has existed throughout the history of the format and was considered okay, and all of a sudden this thing is now broken, like, just ban whatever new addition you put to it because that hasn't solidified itself as, like, this nostalgic, you know, poster child of the format. I mean, I think that's a good rule in general if you have that option. I don't know if that works for Popper Affinity, though. I'm, I'm I'm looking at a deck list, and I'm like, what do you, what new card, like, pushes over the top? And I'm not 
seeing much. There's like Blood Fountain, I guess, makes this played as a two of. And then the Artifact Lands, I guess, are a big one. The Artifact Lands from uh, Modern Horizons 2 probably powered up the most. But it would be weird to like ban a whole cycle of Artifact Lands. So I don't know. But I do think in general that's probably the direction to go. Ban the newer cards. At the same time, though, uh, then you run into other issues where like when we talk about modern bannings, I was talking about it on the stream last time I streamed and people were saying, well, uh, the problem with just banning Raghavan is it's a new card and I just spent $80 a copy on a play set of these. Like, please don't ban it already. I want to at least get some use out of my money, like ban some older card that I don't care about. Not the thing that I, you know, just got all hyped about and spent a ton of money on. So it kind of like there's negatives of doing it that way, too, of just banning the newer overpowered thing. Uh, all right. Last question. Gamblet 22. Since no one is playing standard on arena anymore, should Watsi cut standard out of arena? Maybe that'll bring some paper standard tournaments back to LGSs and improve the format's deck diversity. Ooh. I don't think I don't think it would have the effect that the person asking the question wants. I don't think that like getting rid of standard on arena would make more standard in paper happen. Like, I don't know if I see that correlation, really. Uh, I would be a hard no on that. Like people freaked out about alchemy with standard being an option. If wizards also just got rid of standard and were like the only way you can play something like standard on arena is to play alchemy. Um I, I don't even want to think of what the uproar would be like. Like, people would rightly be very upset. In general, I think more options are a good thing. I like alchemy existing because it's another option. But if it was take away something to add alchemy, I would then I would have a much bigger issue with the format. Yep. I, I fully agree with that. I mean, I, I, I think standard's got to stay on arena some way. I, I actually think they should cut standard or do something. So, like, remember when Historic first came out and they didn't give us a ranked queue and they're like, oh, it would fragment the the player base right but now we have like standard players fragmented between alchemy and standard and then between best of one and best of three and then historic so i i I don't know that that's good right so i I feel like there should be just like one queue where everyone plays and it's like casual versus competitive and like that's it right so i i don't like this right and that's why like, part of the reason we don't care about standard VNR is, like, whatever, because it's alchemy now, right? And having these two formats, like, causes this. Like, if Wizards just put all their weight behind one format and said, uh, we fully support this one and, you know, we're trying our best to make it the best and we want all your feedback and everyone play this and, you know, we all have the same experience, I think it'd be a lot better than just fragmenting across here. So I'm actually not sure how they fix this or how they go forward with it, but just over time, like, you're standard queue may not fire anymore, right? Or your alchemy queue may not fire anymore. Uh, and that will be a problem. Uh, so that's all the time we have for questions this week. If you have any further questions, send them to at mtggoldfish with the hashtag mtgfishmail. And we'll get to your questions on air. And I believe that brings us to the end of episode 365 of the MTG Goldfish podcast. So, Richard Grimm, thanks for hanging out. Thanks to everyone for listening. Thanks to Card Conduit for supporting the show. And we will be back next week to talk about, well, definitely Kamigawa spoilers and whatever else Wait, goes not on my birthday? in the world of... <laughs> <laughs> and Krim's birthday. Yeah. Miss a card. <laughs> <laughs> and whatever else goes on in the world of magic. So until then, everyone, have a wonderful week. And this is a crew signing out. Bye.